talking to Will Monsteller today. Will, between boxing and you've been a part of the film productions here with me in the past, but obviously I'm going to say you like boxing a little bit more. So let's start off with a boxing conversation. Uh, let's just introduce yourself to the audience. Uh, so my name is William Monsteller. I've been boxing probably since I was about 21. Um, I lived in Berwick. I lived in the area since I was 11. I was born in Queens, New York. I uh, moved around a little bit when I was a kid. And, uh, you know, kind of settled into Berwick when I was about 11. And, uh, you know, went to Berwick High School, went to Berwick Middle School. Kind of grew up with Donnie a little bit. We played, uh, what was that, baseball, uh, midget, midget baseball? I don't even know what it's uh, called. Yeah, it's not t-ball. It's just Little League, I believe. Oh. Little League baseball. Yeah, that's how long it's been. So we played, you know, we played baseball together and stuff. So Back when I was good at sports, yes. <laughs> yeah, back, in, back when we were, you know, still had all of our hair and our hairlines were still, you know, all together. Oh, it's it's getting rough. It's getting <laughs> yeah. real rough. Yeah, I'm glad I still got mine. But um, yeah, so now I'm uh, 25. I turned 26 in April. So you know, I'm getting old. I'm getting a little older. Starting to feel the little pains, the aches. You know, when you're younger, the old people were like, "Yeah, you'll see." So, you know, um, so yep, that's pretty much it. Well, you're looking good. You look still like you're in shape. So how how long has it been since you boxed last? And how do you keep up that like? routine to get yourself still like in shape to go so yeah the motive the motivation the ambition you know to keep going is definitely you know it's always it's a consistent battle because you know people always ask you know so what do you what do you like about boxing like what what makes you keep doing it and I'm like honestly I don't really know because you go to practice and you get beat up you you fight and you get beat up like everything you do you're pretty much getting beat up but it's more so just the reward of you know the hard work and, and being able to be a, a presence and being able to be a role model to, you know, kids who are looking up to, you know, the older, older people to see, you know, what, what do I need to do to be successful? What do, I, what do I need to do to, you know, become the person I'm supposed to be? And, and we all know, you know, sitting on the couch and, and laying around is not going to do the job. So I guess what keeps me motivating and keeps that, that drive going for me is just, you know, being an example. That's kind of how I got into boxing, the... Um, you know, Rocky's boxing gym opened, um, I think, what, three or four years ago. And I seen a commercial on TV, and, you know, I seen the kids in there, and, you know, I just thought that, you know, I had to, I felt I felt like I had a, a calling, so to speak. And, you know, we talk about religion and, and God, and, you know, I believe God has a purpose for us. And prior to that, I actually broke my neck. And I think that was a wake-up call where he said, you know, you're not, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. So, and then it just kind of, I seen the commercial, I, I felt the calling, and then that's kind of how I got into the boxing. So that's kind of what keeps me going, you know, just, just the, um, the to, be a, to be a role model to these younger kids and stuff. But, um, you know, I got personal goals. I want to be, I want to try to be the best I can be. And I, and I really didn't get, I didn't get into the boxing community to be a boxer. I just got into it to, to help out the community and help out the kids. And then, you know, the, com the uh, competitive nature kind of took over. So, you know, that's, that's kind of it. And then I ended up, you know, transitioned from where I started at Berwick. I ended up moving to Philly for, you know, six months. I was there, what they call the dungeon or like the doghouse. Those are some of the top level guys there. You know, I go there, you know, got beat up, got knocked around, got knocked out a few times. But I, I was, you know, fighting some of the best of the best. What, what, and it, uh, you know, I really put, put into to motion what I needed to do to be, you know, one of the best. And, you know, kind of was a, 
it was a, it was another wake up call to realize you know maybe this this isn't my path to to try to be the best boxer but to kind of double back to to why I started and was just kind of be a role model and help out kids so that's really you know the whole purpose of why I do the boxing and just you know I also like you said I look good and everything I like you know I try to keep in shape I try to look good and I want to stay healthy it's more so for the health rather than you know the competition anymore well, I'm going to ask you a little bit about maybe how you like keep your figure and like stay in shape, and if you have a dieting plan at all, and if you want to reveal some secrets to the audience. But uh, first, since I've known you for as long as I've known you, you've always had you've always had the, your head on your shoulders pretty well. Yeah, um, but boxing, at, <laughs> boxing as a sport, though, because you listen to all these interviews and the boxers and like the UFC fighters, it, they say it humbles you the sport. Mm -hmm. So, is has boxing helped you grow at all? Most definitely in, in all aspects, I think, and uh, not only with boxing, but as a competitor and you know multi-sport athlete growing up in, in high school and things like that. Just just the the structure of those programs, you know, you know, teamwork, hard work. I mean, you could not work hard, and when it comes to competitive sports, you're gonna get your butt kicked. So you kind of don't have an option. You either get your butt kicked or you worked hard. And, you know, you still might get your butt kicked, but at least you won't get it kicked as bad. <laughs> and, uh, you know, j just as far as, you know, the dieting and those things go, you know, I try to eat clean. I know I had uh, I had McDonald's on the way here, which was definitely not a good move. But it happens. You know, we all we all have our, our yeah, uh, got, cheat days. You got, yeah, you got to cheat one of the days. Yeah, you, know? you got to let loose. You know, I, and even with the caffeine, I try to stay away from caffeine. But I have a, I have a coffee this morning and stuff like that. So you know, it just comes down to moderation. You know, you you can have that that McDouble or that McChicken, and you can have that coffee. But when it comes to an everyday thing, that's when you start to see you know digression. So you know, just that moderation. But so the things that I like to do, you know, it's just that. In the morning, I try to drink. I drink a cup. As soon as I wake up, I got a cup of water right next to my my uh, bed. I just chug that water before I go to bed. I chug water. It keeps your metabolism going. Keeps everything kind of cleared out. And then the intermediate fasting, I kind of get involved into whenever, <clears throat> whenever it's close to competition time. You know, I try to do that to to lose weight and also to stay healthy because cutting weight. You know, say you got a fight and your fight's in seven days and you're ten pounds overweight. It's probably not a healthy way to cut weight. Ten pounds in seven days is not probably the best way to do it. So, um, you know, just ma maintaining a healthy diet. You know, drinking plenty of water. I mainly just drink water. I don't drink soda. I really don't drink too much coffee unless I have to. Um, you know, as far as fast food, you know, sugars. Eliminate all your sugars. Like bread. Bread's like such an empty food. It doesn't really give you any benefits. And also GMO, ge genetically modified organisms. You know, you have like blueberries or you have bananas, and a lot of people think, oh, you want the biggest ones, right? You want the biggest bananas, you want the biggest blueberries. That's not actually, you know, you think it's better for you, but it's actually not. The, the little banana that's this big and the big banana, that's, they actually have the same nutritional value. So, you know, little things like that, you know, one, are, are good for you. You don't have to chew as much because the food's not as big. <laughs> and three, you actually save money because usually they go by the poundage. So um, those are like just little tricks and stuff like that. And I do use a lot of a lot of um, herbs like spices and things like that. And tea and honey is one of my it's my bread and butter. Tea and honey. Yep. So those are little couple little tricks, I guess. <laughs> I see a lot of these posts you post on social media. And I can tell you, you're all over the place. Mm -hmm. And I don't. And obviously, that's that's part of your business that you're in and like your career. Yeah. Um, but where has the best, well, let me start with, 
how do you try to like how do you personalize your Instagram? Are you somebody that actually likes to personalize your Instagram or just post like good stuff just to post good stuff? Um, so when you say personalize, you mean like give it? Yeah. As do you try to like I don't because I see a lot of your boxing posts and the and your workout posts, but do you like? What I want to say, do you categorize it somewhere? Like, do you have a theme with your Instagram, or do you just post whatever you like you feel is really good? Um, I mean, I I guess it's a little bit of both. But my theme, if you had it, you know, say a theme. I'm not super organized when it comes to like this day I'm going to post this, this day I'm going to post this. It's kind of sporadic in the moment type of stuff. But the theme would, you know, just to generate positivity, to spread. Um, inspiration, you know, motivation, and once again, I believe in, you know, higher power, so I try to put that out there, you know, and um, just try to help people, you know, some some people are, you know, I think a lot of people are looking for answers, a lot of people are lost, and you never know, you might just post something, you might say something that connects with that person, and it might, you know, be what they were looking for, so if you had to say what my theme was, it would just, you know, just be to try to help other people. And I, you know, I like to post because you know they're really cool pictures and things like that. But that's just the the secondary benefit of why I do it. Do you have a favorite place you visited lately? Um, I've been a lot of places. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, what I admire about your Instagram too, and especially your Snapchat, is you post all these historical places too. Like you're going to the Capitol buildings. It goes to you're going to museums and all these uh, historical um, the manors and stuff like that. Yep. So. I just wanted to know, do you have a specific place? Because like when you were out in Kentucky, I believe, I mean, Kentucky was a beautiful place that you were posting about. And of course, I'm always jealous when you're down in Florida, so. <laughs> yeah, everybody is, oh, have fun in Florida, enjoy the warm weather, you know. But it's actually surprising at this time of the year, you don't, the warm weather doesn't really, you don't really get it until you get probably past Orlando or into Fort Lauderdale, which from here is, I don't know, about 13, 1400 miles. And I don't usually go that far south but um, I mean, the weather is definitely a little bit more bearable. Um, but as far as my favorite place, you know, I've probably been to maybe 20 states. I've been to the whole East Coast and to the Midwest. I'm actually going out to Iowa, I think, uh, later this week. But, you know, I don't know if I could say I had a favorite place, but I could give you a countdown. And, you know, maybe there's like a close tie. But I really, Nashville is one of my favorite places. And, you know, as far as the history goes, it has a lot of, you know, historical content. They have all the, the, the old courthouses and, and the, you know, original federal buildings and things. But so, you know, I gauge it, you know, the layout of the land. What do they have historically and, you know, how, how is it laid out? The town's laid out nice. The roads are nice. There's not a lot of traffic. You know, all the buildings are articulated in a, in a good way. And uh, they give plenty of, you know, space for people. It's not just all clustered together like most cities. And then next, I look for the people. What's the quality of the people? Everybody there's friendly. Everybody's there nice. People are saying hi. You know, people are opening the doors for you. That you know that was one thing I liked in Nashville. And uh, you know the general atmosphere of when you when you go to the city, there's things to do. You know there's a lot of um, a, a variety of things to do. It's not just like around here. You got like what bowling, you got movies. I don't know what else is there to do. All your typical, yeah, all your typical <laughs> stuff for all the other states. But like, yeah, there's not a lot in this small town specifically. Mm -hmm. uh, we do have a lot of history here, but it's not to the extent of like a, a Capitol building or like you know whether it's like a civil a civil war monument yeah. or anything in that aspect. Like national history, yeah. it's just kind of small. Which actually is interesting that you say that because I was talking to somebody about you know Berwick and Coach Curry, and I thought. 
with that history. I'm like, you know, they have they put up statues of you know people that made a real difference. And I'm just thinking, you know, why don't we have a statue of George Curry of Coach Curry? Because where is where is Berwick and where is Berwick football without George Curry? Yeah. And I think you know, with that being said, he was also his influence was inspirational. He brought people up. You know, he, he made people better than they than they thought they were themselves. And I think just the constant, you know, those things are, you know, those memorials and things. And even if, even if they're not necessarily positive, it's a part of history for you to reflect on and think, you know, this is where we came from. And so you just have to decide how you want to use that, that history. You want to use it in a positive way. You want to say this happened because this happened. We're going to go in this direction. Or are you going to, you know, backtrack and use it as an excuse like, oh, this happened, so I can't do this. You know, I think anybody who looks at George Curry is going to get, you know, that's not going to be a negative, a negative inspiration. So that's why, you know, I really value those things. For as much as George cared about football and the community, it was always about helping kids, even if they weren't like the star of the team, still yeah. getting them the scholarships, still going on pursuing their education, yeah. because that was really important to him. So countless, 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 you know, kids he helped all, all across the boards. And it wasn't only people from Berwick. Mm -hmm. He helped people from the surrounding schools, surrounding areas. He, you know, he's just make a phone call, get on the phone with somebody and make it happen. I got so-and-so and he plays this position and, you know, he just makes, make, you know, he'd lay out, a, he'd lay out a, you know, a pathway and he'd give you the tools and you just need to use them. And, you know, that's kind of what it's all about, that guidance. And uh, we all have a lot of tools. We just got to use them. Let's go back to the boxing a little bit because now it's been about a year and a half to two years since Fight For Me has been out. Mm -hmm. So, of course, that was the first time that you have been in one of my films. Uh, so what was it like being on set, working with me, working with the other cast and crew? Can you take us back to any of those moments, like what you thought about then compared to now? Well, I was definitely excited. You know, it was my first, like you said, it was my first. And then I ruined your excitement. Yeah, it started getting, it started, the excitement started going down once we got the film cut, uh, take two, take three, take four, you know, but that's part of the, part of the industry. But, but it was fun, you know, I really enjoyed it. Uh, acting out the role, you know, getting punched in the face and, you know, spitting, spitting, act like I got knocked out and stuff like that. That was fun to me. It was, it was more fun because I wasn't actually getting knocked out. <laughs> so that, I enjoyed that, but um, it was overall a really good experience. And I, you know, in one way or another, I wanted to get, you know, into photography or some type of film. So it was kind of a blessing. You were like, came in my life when I was looking for, you know, to be in something that you offered. So it worked out. And we're still working on North Strand, too. And I was yeah. going to talk a little bit about North Strand now. Uh, North Strand, and this, eh, it's spoiler-ish, but we'll talk about it to the audience. I do plan on bringing you back and what it is. We're rewriting the script a little bit, okay. and it's going to be in miniseries. Okay. So, and I'm not going to reveal how, but we're still going to, because we filmed, we, for what we filmed, we still have quite a bit of stuff. And, you know, we'll just wait for the next snowstorm here or whatever, and I'll pass some script over to you. But you were the first person, and we talk about you a lot on Shield of Hope because you were the first person that I ever gave a script to that wrote me back like five pages of what how their <laughs> actor should act. Yeah, like, I was like, dude, I was like, I think we should do this. I think we should do this. And then, you know, I was like, you were so into it, and I loved it. And and there was a lot of things that we did change, and a lot of things moving on in the script that we didn't get to film yet. Okay. But there's a lot of things moving forward. Oh, really? See, I didn't know that, so I sent you that, and this is the first time I'm hearing back that you know, because I know at first, which I understand, it was like a little bit of resistance because this is. You're like, this is my um, my vision. I'm like, well, this is my vision. And so, you know, I was like, but I, you know, I get it. This is your thing. So I have to, res I'm going to respect your vision. And I do, and I do appreciate the, the, you know, 
reciprocating that you know you you took into account what I said and now you actually implemented so that's pretty cool. I'm I'm not one to change a lot of lines per se when it comes to like people giving feedback. Like lines to me like because half of the lines that I do and give the actors like they do improv on set. And then sometimes I'll I'll give it to them because they know their character. And then there's other times where I'm like, okay, we got to pull back a little bit. Yeah. Uh, for mystery ones like Visions of Truth, um, I was not picky at all on the lines. But when it came because Visions of Truth was more of those film was a film that was like a crime drama. So he had to say certain things to piece it together because okay. they were pulling words together. Mm-hmm. So when the actors went off a little bit from that, I was like, you do have to say this one word, you know. Yeah. Other than that, you have like free leeway. So that was never an issue. But I, with yours, though, I like how you built a background to yourself. Because, like, I didn't give you much of a backstory. Because no. when I do my short films, there's not a lot of backstory to things. You know, it's, it's when we meet the character A, sometimes we find a little bit of flashbacks. Mm-hmm. But it's till they reach B, which is the final result. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with being a short film, you know, not a, not a there's not a lot you can do. Because, like, there's days I'll just sit on my computer and start the short film. And then all of a sudden it's like 30 pages later. I'm over here like, (laughs) well, (laughs) I was like, do I hold on to this to make it a feature? It's like, because it's good. But I was like, at the same time, we're only a channel that can produce short films. We don't have the budget for that. So then you cut it back. And it feels like you just like get your heart ripped out of you. You know, it's like you lose half that character, half the motivations. But so what do you think about social media? Like, do you think it affects people or do you think it is actually like a positive? Well, (laughs) It's a little controversial, right? Um, I don't know if you see on Netflix, they have the social media. I don't social Dilemma? Yeah, Social, social dilemma, dilemma or something like that. I haven't watched it, but everybody says if you watch it, change your whole life. They're like, don't watch it because you're not going to want to use social media. And so my take on that, and I, I would assume that if people feel that way, then you know the social media presence is not positive because if it was positive, why would you not want to use it then? But I do think you know everything does have – everything comes – you know, everything's created to be positive for the most part. You know, the structures are created to help people out. But then what happens is they get abused. They become abused and they become overused and then they become, you know, essentially an addiction. And I think social media, <clears throat> this is the controversial part because, you know, doctors and people like that want to almost, they want to say it's almost a disease. Like your social media usage is a disease, which, you know, a disease is something that is almost out of your control where social media is not out of your control. You choose when you, you know, put your phone on, you choose what you go on, like you ultimately have the freedom to choose what you do. And um, I think in moderation, again, social media isn't a bad thing. If you use it to connect with people and, you know, stay in touch with family and then, you know, business members, I know with your industry, you use social media a lot to kind of expand your, your horizons and reach out to people. And, you know, that comes with the movie business. And that's really the best way. I mean, any business in general, the best and the easiest way to connect. You, Your goal is to, what, connect with as many people as possible. Yes. And social media, you're able to do that. And so I think that what we need to come up with is alternatives. Right now, we only really have, you know, Instagram and we have Facebook and we have Google. We have, like, a very slim selection of these outlets so we can create more variety, and if that variety comes into play as a more of a positive influence, I think that's where social media will kind of take a turnaround. I was going to ask you, is there, because I'm glad that you brought up the variety, 
is uh, now that we're just two people just brainstorming here basically when it yep. comes down to this you know we don't we don't know anything really behind how they build these networks and whatever no <laughs> but is there a network that you would like to see whether it's like independent local sporting events like like whether there's just like a channel devoted to that or like a thing where you can and i understand they have like that stuff for like high school athletics you can submit your videos and like this big folder for people to watch but i mean just any type of platform what would be the perfect platform for you like personally what's something that you could get into so my my ideal platform was actually I've talked about um, what it I want it to be you know so you have um, you have um, the people that overlook the platforms I don't the moderators are called moderators and um, so I would like to create a platform with uh, a theme you know and I want the theme to be definitely want it to have you know um, relation to God and I want it to have whether whether you call you know I wanted to have relation to a higher power I want the people on that platform to have the same morals you know the same ideals and things like that and you know with that being said you know with who God is and what He represents we don't we don't just forget other people like we're like oh you don't believe in this so we're just gonna forget about you I love to bring those people on but you know how it is if you got a crew a crowd of you know five bad apples and you bring a six one the six one's probably gonna turn into a bad apple. So, but if you have five good apples and the sixth one's a bad apple, which, you know, that's not logically wouldn't happen <laughs> with apples, but, you know, hopefully then the apple would turn into a good apple. So we're hopefully trying to create a positive platform with moderators that are looking for, you know, positive things. And not only, you know, not, not the censorship, but so to speak, you know, things that, you know, people don't want to talk about, you know, things that are censorship, but, you know, just for that, for that platform to bring out the truth and, you know, essentially bring out better, better things in people. I don't know if you follow David Goggins by chance. I don't. So, I'm not familiar with him. So he's kind of, I think he's more of a, he might have been around for a couple of years or whatever, but he created a platform. This dude's absolutely insane. He runs like ultra marathons. He runs like hundred mile marathons and then he'll run you know, one week later he'll do it again and stuff like that. But so he created a platform where he only you know accepts people that are that are like minded that want to work hard. And his his thing is you know get hard. He wants to get people on there ready to get hard. And so you know to have that that mindset and stuff. And so his moderators though, if there's any type of negativity, if there's any type of people that are on there that are like, oh you shouldn't do this, you're working too hard, they just get booted right away. So essentially, if you could get a platform that could keep it keep it positive and keep it real and keep it truthful. Regardless of if those conversations are a little controversial, you know, you want that stuff. You want to talk about that stuff. You want to. You don't want to censor that stuff. You want to have people thinking critically. You want to have them thinking creatively, and you want to have them thinking outside of the box. Right now, the platforms we have, you can't do that. You get censored. You can't put things on there that you know. We all know the stuff that you can't and can put on there, and we've all seen people that put things on there that are true. And then for some reason they get censored, and then then some of them even get taken off. They get completely booted off of those those platforms. So I don't think that's you know right at all. So if we can get a platform that does the right thing. Yeah, and cancel culture is running very rampant nowadays yeah. in the United States and across the world. Yeah. Uh, I always said that I never agreed with cancel culture, whether it's like whatever your ideology is. I don't care. I I don't want to see anybody canceled in freedom of speech and be canceled either. I said the proper way to do it is to boycott something mm -hmm. because it's just saying, listen, I'm going to put my money towards something, exactly. you know, and, and, and it is a way of canceling, but it's also a way of having an influence because regardless, we still live in the world. Money changes minds, as I like to say. Uh -huh. So when you see these big platforms start losing money, start like, you know, the advertisers start dropping, you know, 
then it puts them in perspective whether they still want to agree with what they you know what they preach or whether they want to go you know come back to the real world you know so i always and you know we talked about maybe we talk about cancel culture a little little bit but i think we did cover that going down that route just a little bit bit. Uh, but let's wrap it up on a positive note so what do you what are your goals in 2021 because we're still in january so you still got 11 more months to complete these goals but what are your goals going into this year and where do you see yourself in the future so yeah 2021 you know we're just getting going into it um i got a lot of goals i set goals every year every month every I have goals every week every day even you know and they could be as simple as you know waking up and you know opening the door for somebody you know my brothers live with me just you know trying to be a, a good influence and not if they make me mad not swearing them out or something like that you know so, so, some simple goals but i also have long-term goals you know Coming into this year, I wanted, you know, one of my goals was to become a professional boxer. But, you know, in reality, and, and as I get older, which I don't want to admit this, but, you know, my body's been taking, taking some, some beatings and, you know, I'm starting to feel the, starting to feel them. And um, so my goals have kind of adjusted to, you know, how I age and those things. Um, but I definitely, you know, my, my major goal essentially is just to, you know, do the right thing every single day, no matter what it is, you know, tell the truth, work hard and, um, you know, just be a po- positive inf- influence no matter which way it is. Um, you know, my other goals would be obviously North Strand is to try to get that completed. I know we've been set back with the COVID. The snowstorms haven't really, you know, worked in our We're favor. Going to Canada. Oh, yeah. Was, <laughs> Canada, you, like. you got the We're plane. Go the Providence. You got the helicopter, right? You were yeah. You got a helicopter to come to pick us up. <laughs> I don't know. Well, with that one, we couldn't really fly it, but we were going to green screen around it to make it look like it was in the air. So there's some things that we're going to do. Plus, we're working more with effects. I have an intern starting with us next month, so I'm very excited about that. So we'll get more podcasts out. We'll get more videos out. And, uh, you know, I think the audience will enjoy it. And, again, there's more future projects that I might even look forward to having you on as well. Hopefully, sometimes shorter. (laughs) Like, you know, I don't don't want, especially with North Strand, you know, that's been drug out because of the COVID and all these situations. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try to do more. Like back in 2018, we put out two short films, which I've always wanted to do three short films a year. But, you know, between getting everybody together, it's hard to do all this, especially nowadays. But we shot, which I said the perfect model was we did a mile apart in a week. We filmed that whole film in a week, got it out two weeks later, editing and all that. So it was done in a week. And then Agendas, we filmed in a seven-day period and got that out in like a month or two. Yeah, so that's a lot of work in a short time <laughs> it is but they were also scripts that were able to be shot very quickly mm-hmm. you know they weren't a, there wasn't a lot of detail behind them it was just basically the moral of the story is you know led the way you know yeah. between whether it was a father and daughter the father reconnecting with his daughter mm-hmm. after all these years or whether it was agendas which has always been my interpretation of agendas a lot of people watch the movie and they're like man that was that was a really good short film i love the action i was like yeah but it goes to show you when max's character died spoiler alert for anybody <laughs> but when max's character died the jimmy um, it showed that Max still like being the younger generation still having like a pure heart yet and not conforming to the ways of the world like he didn't conform to his job yeah. so that was a you know those are moralistic stories I tried to tell on this channel mm-hmm. as well now before the fall and leaves I don't really know what the moralistic story behind <laughs> that was we kind of just had like a revenge plot going on there and yeah. testing out action yeah. but that test was a lot for agendas 2 when that comes out because we are working on agendas 2 trying to get that out there so agendas 2 should be better than agendas 1 then should, well, it's gonna. Test run. That was a test run, so you know it should be. It's it's gonna same. have a different story, so I think everybody's gonna be excited about it. Yeah, but I, I like the agendas one. You know, like you said, with the uh, the plot, the overall plot. You know, regardless of you know 
you know, some people don't maybe necessarily think the screenplay the best, but we're not in Hollywood, you know, you can't, you're, that equipment is, I don't even know how much, <laughs> you know, you're getting into a lot of money. There. Piled over many years because I cannot <laughs> afford it at once. Yeah. You're just fresh out of college yet, you know. Um, but, you know, that's more so, too, you know, why I got pulled into this is, you know, your mindset and the morality on what, why, you know, why you make the videos. And, um, you know, they have important, they have very important uh, storylines. And if you really listen to them, I think they touch base with a lot of people, you know, that may be going through with what you, you know, you depict in the movie. Um, so I'm excited to see, you know, with, with Nordstrand, you know, I think it has a lot of that that realistic, those realistic aspects of, you know, just everyday life. And, um, you know, you, you can watch the movie and you can think like, hmm, like, I feel like that happened to me before. You can relate to the movie, which is always nice. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, back to my goals. I definitely want to, you know, we, we're going to finish North Strand, you know, hopefully by the end of this year. We got to wait. You know, we might have to go to Canada, like you said, or go to uh, the North Pole or something. <laughs> but we're, we're going to get it done. We're going to get it done. And, uh you know, other than that, you know, it's just being consistent every day, just doing the things that I got to do day in and day out. And, and those things can change day to day. But I mean, you know, usually it's just work, working out. There's no, you know, there's no secret. People are always asking, you know, what's the secret? What's the secret? There is no secret. It's just doing the things you typically don't want to do. Get out of bed in the morning, you know, get up for work. You know, when you when you're driving when you're hungry and you're driving past the fast food place, but your you know your house is ten minutes away, but fast food's right there. You know, not stopping at fast food and just waiting those ten minutes until I get home so I can make you know a fruit smoothie or something like that. You know, keeping keeping my my diet healthy and uh, just one of my major goals I think I would say out of all the rest are you know helping building positive relationships and trying to to get more involved because. I think you're you're more like me, and I think you know Mike's like me. A lot of people, you know, you're not necessarily extroverts. You're more of an introvert, so it's a little bit more difficult to kind of get out, put yourself out there. Some other people, you know, some people, and they're very they're energetic. They just get out there. You're like, wow, these people are incredible. You know, I wish I had that enthusiasm. You know, even coming here today was like, you know, which you know it took a little bit to get here, but even I was having second thoughts. I'm a little nervous. Do I want to do this? But you know, once again, I thought I'm gonna get outside of my comfort zone. I'm just gonna get involved, and, and it's it's definitely a pleasure, you know, to be here with you. A pleasure to be here with Mike. You know, I'm ha I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to get involved, and I'm excited to see what you know. Hope of Shields, you know, I'm excited to see what what you have in store for you know not only for your company but the people who get involved. I think you're gonna create a better way, and you'll create you know a better life for people that are trying to do the same thing that you're doing. Will Mostel, everybody, thank you, Will, for joining us today. Yes, sir. <laughs> it was good talking to you.